Pause I Am Radio with your host, Robert Brining, sharing stories from across the United States and around the world. To join the conversation, call 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. Each week, we'll bring you our exclusive HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause I Am Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Pause I Am Radio. This is Robert Brining joining you, my co-host, Brady Dow. Hello, Brady. Hey, Robert. Hey, listeners. How's everyone doing? Um, It is a beautiful day in Nashville, Tennessee. So glad to be back with you all. How's everything up there in Philly, Robert? Oh, my God, it is beautiful here in Philly. Nice fall day, nice cool breeze coming in. I'm enjoying it. Definitely missing the Florida sun. Definitely missing the Florida sun as well. I have to, yeah, me too. (laughs) So, so, um, other than that, I know you've been uh, doing a lot of traveling um, back and forth to Arkansas, and you were able actually to um, get get our guest on for today, and I'm excited. uh, about who we have coming on, uh, Sanjay Johnson. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit um, first um, about how you first heard of um, Sanjay, because that's how you br- you brought him to my attention, his story. So can you tell me a little bit about who or how you first heard? Absolutely. Um, Sanjay reached out to me on through Facebook Messenger um, a while back. Um, I think it was possibly even right after he uh, had been charged with with a discriminalization case. And uh, at the time, I told him a name of the only – one of the only – or the two names of advocates that I knew that living in Arkansas who could help him. And he said he had already gotten in touch with one of them, um, a gentleman by the name of Cornelius. And um, so at that time, I felt like my kind of connections had were, were spent, but uh, then – at USCA this year uh, with Nana and I forget the other gentleman on stage with her, they brought Sanjay's case to, um, to a whole new national uh, attention level. And uh, from there uh, with my dealings and working with Bruce, I know Bruce Richmond has gotten involved now. Uh, Sanjay's case has received a lot of national attention, which it deserves. Um, it needs to be talked about um, because as we all know, HIV is not a crime. And hopefully by the end of today, a lot of other people will understand why they care about HIV criminalization, and they just don't know it yet. Yes, that's true, because it's just not something that us as people living with HIV need to fight for, but it's something that, you know, the message behind it, the U equals U, and how, uh, you know, how this is transforming our lives uh, as people with HIV, this conversation needs to be extended outside of just us living with the disease and maybe those who may know us. It needs to be brought to national attention. And even though the CDC has changed the words, made the announcement, Bruce Richmond and uh, U equals U, the prevention access campaign has made huge waves. I feel like this still isn't something that I'm seeing talked about on the news. You know what I mean? Where I, I feel like I want to see this on CNN. I want to see Anderson Cooper. Maybe I missed it, but I feel like it's not talked enough. 
I, I agree. It's, it's not in mainstream media, um, and often when HIV is depicted on on my mainstream media, it's always done in a joking manner, like we just saw last night on Saturday Night Live. You know, in which people living with HIV were were stigmatized uh, again. Um, but it need, it, you're right. Uh, I know the Sterile Project. Their work is extraordinary in in bringing attention and bringing to light uh, the injustices with HIV criminalization. Uh, and and other than them, I know Sean like Sean Strube and Tammy Hot, Cindy Stein, Kim Pakella, Robert Suttle, all of those with Ciro are are doing amazing work. Uh, but we do need more mainstream. Att- and we'll talk about that actually on this show. Do we need even more mainstream attention? Is it is it is this one of those kind of catch twenty two situations where we want to draw attention, but too much attention is a bad thing? You know, where's the line? But we can get into more discussion on that um, on today's show. Yes, I uh, totally agree. I'm actually uh, having some technical difficulties right now. Um, I'm not able to move the mouse on my computer screen. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to try to fix that at the moment because I can't do anything or play anything at the moment to to fix it. So um, tell me, um, you know, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, let's talk about the Saturday Night Live thing uh, while we uh, have that uh, topic up for discussion at the moment while I'm trying to fix this. Tell me. Um, what exactly was it you saw while I tried to fix this? I'm sorry. Um, no, it's all right. Uh, there's no way. It's live radio, y'all, or live podcast. That's the way it goes. Um, no, I just was brought to my attention this morning because um, I did not watch Saturday Night Live last night, um, and I saw the clip. And I'll have to admit, when I first heard it, I laughed. But then as soon as I laughed, I was just like, damn, that is so – wrong um because the in the clip if you did not get to see it uh the comedian said something to the fact it was something like um about the the word might uh something about a dog might bite him or something but then he said basically what it was he said something about he wouldn't date someone who had slept with charlie sheen um basically implying that those of us who have who are HIV positive even those who have slept with us positive are somehow dangerous or dirty or and it was uh it really upset me and it, it hit me pretty hard that on mainstream media that that, that is how we are still depicted today as as something or people that need to be avoided um and I, it just it, it really upset me a little bit what was your opinion about it yes i saw it too and um it, they were actually uh referring to um Kavanaugh, and they were talking about how if he might have done this, he, you know, that's not somebody you would want to put in the Supreme Court if they might have done that. And then, like you said, they compared it to, your dog might bite me, I don't want to pet it. And then they said, you know, if you may have slept with Charlie Sheen, I may not want to sleep with you. And at first, you know, I thought, and I laughed, and I thought it was, you know, sort of funny, and then, you know, talking more and, and putting, I guess, my activist hat on, it made me realize that it, it's kind of stigmatizing and, and and uh, saying, like, you would uh, not sleep with, you know, somebody who may have slept with somebody who may have had HIV. And as we know, in this day and age, you equals you. Um, it's the big message that we try to put out. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, SNL makes fun of any, everybody, and it's just, it was just done in poor taste, put it that way. It, it, it was I, it slightly was, funny, and, you know, because it's SNL, but it was, to me it was done in poor taste and, you it, you could have you know compared it to something else, and it even it, it ties into our our 
our topic today. Um, it, it's what feeds the stigma um, as to why these HIV criminalization laws even exist, um, which HIV criminalization laws in, are just bad for public health in general, blatantly. They do not reduce transmissions of HIV. All they do is help feed the stigma of HIV, which is and creates the environment for this to, to keep being transmitted. Um, so before we bring on our guest, let's talk a little bit more about Sanjay. Um, Sanjay Johnson is living in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, he is facing a criminalization charge for non-disclosure in the state of Arkansas, which I believe carries with it um, potential for up to 30 years in prison, uh, felony, and a registered sex offender for the rest of his life. Um, we also want to start off the show let everybody know that Robert and I are not lawyers. We are far from lawyers. We are not going to be offering any kind of legal advice whatsoever on today's podcast. Um, this is a platform to let Sanjay uh, speak truth to his story, to share his story. And at that, um, Robert, if Sanjay's on, let's bring let's bring on the, the guest for today. I, I do um, have Sanjay on, uh, so let me go ahead and bring him on. Sanjay, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you, sir? Hey, Sanjay. Hey, how you doing? <clears throat> um, are, do you have us on speaker, Sanjay? Because you're sounding a little echoey. Um, actually, yes, I do. I have my headset on. <laughs> Don't need to take it off. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little bit easier because you're echoing okay. a little bit. So I just wanted to. Okay. So um, first, I want to thank you for taking time out to to join us and 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 sit down with us and share your story. Um, you know, that's okay. what this show is about. It's about you know, sharing your story of how you deal with HIV and, and go through life on your journey. And, you know, we face different hardships. And I kind of want to start with you, starting with, can you, can you talk about what it was like for you when you were diagnosed HIV positive? I kind of want to learn about Sanjay before, you know, when, when you first found out that you were positive and kind of how you um, dealt with that. How I dealt with it, of course, I became more closed in, you know, the day of, you know, put on a, you know, a a face, you know, bravery, like nothing happened. Because actually when I found out, I was with a um, close associate, you know, old friend of mine um, when I was, that was in 2012. You know, uh, one of the nurses called me to come down there, you know, to uh, speak about something. And all of a sudden I kind of knew something was wrong. She told me, you know, come in but you know of course we went down there together and of course I went in by myself and then of course that's when she told me and stuff like that and what I needed to do go to the health department you know start on treatment and different things like that and you know and you know, she told me like a cover-up you know tell you know if someone asks you you know where you need to go because I, I needed a ride to go to the health department and stuff like that to get set up and um, she told me, if you, if you don't want to ask, just say you need to go to get a TB test. So that's what I, that was my cover up story, and I just put in the face. So when I walked out of her office, um, me and my an old friend of mine, we went and go went in with a little Caesar's pizza, ate pizza, and just went on with the day like nothing happened. So basically, you know, I had to, you know, <laughs> cover up, you know, because, you know, the uh, stigma and shame, and, you know, of course, there was something new. Fortunately, you know, I was you know, educated, you know, about, you know, HIV and stuff like that. It was just, you know, the emotional and mental, you know, trauma I had to, you know, get over and kind of still getting over. Um, 
but I'm 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 good. I'm fair now, I guess, with it. <laughs> so when you um when you first found out, were you uh you, did you said you, your family did you did you tell them like how long did you wait? I'm sorry, no, I, I was no, trying to uh, fix. I have had some computer issues, so I just want to. I, I was missing some of what you were saying. And um, I apologize. How, like, was fine. your family um, uh, supportive? Um, well, well, the thing about it, you know, for one, within my family, you know, just itself, you know, certain stuff was never talked about, like sexuality or, you know, you know, HIV and AIDS, and that was never one of the subjects that I never heard in my family. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, of course, um, I did not tell my brother until two years later. That was in 2014 when I told him. I told my aunt on my mom's side. Um, she was, of course, very educated about it, and I told my aunt on my dad's side, uh, who's very educated. And of course, I two other few, you know, other few friends, you know, that I'm still associated with. They, they, I told them, you know, you know, just to tell them, you know, you know, basically how, you know, my story, basically, you know, of course, that is still being told, but um, I did not tell. Yeah, I didn't tell some of my family until, you know, sometime later. Um, yeah, and then, of course, I told a cousin of mine. Um, of course, she was very educated because she, you know, um, knew, you know, the, um, you know, basically, you know, the information of HIV, HIV and AIDS, you know, I can be undetectable and, and different things like that. She was very educated. And, um then of course, when um, this situation happened last year, you know, when everything blew up, you know, got arrested and mugshot, passed all over the place and stuff like that. Um, I eventually, of course, you know, kind of well, not had to, but you know, just might as well, might as well moment. Um, I told my grandmother, and one of the things, you know, I was very hesitant about it because you know she's older. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure she lived to do the, you know, HIV and AIDS crisis, you know, quite before I was born, you know, I was wondering where her mindset was about it, you know, and it turns out I actually have a cool grandma because she was actually way more than informed about it. You know, she's, she said, you know, you know, you could have told me, you know, I'm very informed about it and different things, yada, yada, yada. Then of course, you know, I had a um, auntie, of course, you know, um, who actually, um, she's not, she, well, she doesn't have, have HIV, but she was in a similar situation years ago, I guess, when I was a baby or before, or before I was born, where someone, you know, tried to accuse her also, you know, uh, wow. actually, you know, transmitting HIV. So, so that right there, she had experience, you know, some experience, not to my degree, of course, but, you know, she's very educated. So, um, and it's in a few other founders there, I guess. Of course, well, of course they know now, of course. But um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, you know, I think that's relatable. Once we're diagnosed, um, you know, taking the time to process it ourselves and then kind of open up to our family slowly. I know for me, it wasn't something I, I jumped in and told my immediate family um, because I needed that support around me. But uh, other than that, you know, it was mm-hmm. on a need to know by basis when I was interacting with my family members and, you know, social media just kind of became easier. Real quick, I just want to uh, open up the phone lines because I do see people sitting on the phone who are interested to call in. Um, if you're interested in okay. calling in, you can call us 
at 929-477-3572. If you're on hold and you're listening, you can press 1 to speak to the host. I just wanted to open that up, and then I'll let Brady take over from here. Go ahead, Brady. Hey, Sanjay. So you you mentioned um, about everything blowing up. Let's go ahead and and get to that day. Um, Can you talk to us or tell us what you were feeling or or how – that day went when I guess it was. Was it a knock at the door? Was it a phone call? How did that happen uh, for you? Well, no, just to get to the nitty gritty of you know, of course, the day I got arrested, um, I actually did not know I had a warrant out for my arrest. But of course, it was told to me when I got arrested at my apartment while I was getting ready for work. Actually, um, so. Yeah, they arrested me, and I was booked that Thursday. I stayed up until that um, about eight days, I believe, eight days until the um, Friday next week when I got bailed out. And how that happened was, you know, um, I had this great, great, um, great man, you know, who's an advocate here here in Arkansas. You know, he's all over the place, and you know, and. and uh, um, his name is Cornelius Mabin, Cornelius Mabin. And since that day I was in jail, you know, um, of course, the first of all, it's hard to get in contact with people when you're in jail. It's very scary, stressful, or whatever, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not used to, you know, being confined, you know. Right. But, um, of course, right. you know, um, I did get in. Um, I was in contact with him on and off, and, and the little time I had, you know, uh, with phone minutes and stuff like that that you're allowed to have um, in jail. You know, of course, I gave him the basis of information. Um, he had the key to my apartment. Um, I told him, I gave him my where, where my wallet was and stuff like that, the PIN number and everything that was needed, you know, to take care of financial stuff. That was, you know, while I was gone for the week, he was in contact with my jobs, you know, make sure I did not lose them and stuff like that. Um Basically, it was in my corner, and of course, it still is. And um, so basically, the day when I got out, that, that was the day I got paid for my main job. So basically, nearly all my money I got paid was $600, and some of Cornelius' money that I had, you know, he put up and I had to um, pay back some time later, you know, that got me out of jail, <laughs> basically. Okay. And so can we go back to that real quick, to Cornelius? I think it's. Or I mean, I'm sorry, Sanjay. I think it's really important to point out to our listeners that you had gotten up that day, like every other normal day, getting ready for work, and based upon mm-hmm. someone else's accusation, you literally had your world turned upside down, and spent eight days in jail immediately off of an accusation. You were so it was as if you were being treated like you were guilty before and having to prove your innocence. Yes, you know, I'm having to prove my innocence, you know, even, you know, of course, if you got money, of course, you know, or, you know, put up some type of fight, you know, you have a way of trying to prove your your innocence, but, you know, um, I did not want a, um, what they call the lawyers, the lawyers, um, they appoint you if you don't have a lawyer, your public, what do you call yeah, your them? Public defender. Your, your, your public defender, yeah, I did not want that. Yeah. So fortunately, actually, the day before I went to jail, I actually uh, obtained an attorney, you know, the day before. So that, you know, I guess fell into place. Um, but um, but yeah, it's yeah, it, it's it's tough, you know, based based off an accusation, you know, when of course the young man who accused me, um, who was actually very knowledgeable, 
you know, about, you know, HIV and AIDS. Of course, he's younger, but, you know, he's, he's, he's bright. Um, of course, um, maybe, unfortunately, um, I would say maybe bitter or upset about his status still, may need some counseling. But um, other than that, you know, I, um, well, just to, just for, just for your own protection, um, like I said, I don't want. I know that we've given by your lawyers some some kind of rails to stay in, um, and just we don't, we don't mm-hmm. even have to talk about your, your accuser really, and we don't even have to really we don't we don't even have to get into the night of the incident oh, or anything yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I just really course. want to put oh, a focus no. on the fact yeah. that that that's how archaic our mm-hmm. laws are right now, the way that they are written. That all it takes is an accusation. That all of us living with HIV are an accusation away from spending the night or days in jail. Um, so I want to move on, uh, Sanjay. When this when your your date of arrest was what date? If I can go back, if I, if I remember, I believe it was August 10th. Of August 10th of 2017. Of 2017. So it's been a little over a year. Um, have you been you've been fighting this whole time trying to get get this your word out about your about your case? Um, I know personally I knew just a little bit about it before USDA this year, but I have to admit um, I was very excited and, and and very impressed to see your face um, on the big screen during one of the major plenaries of USDA and hearing Nana um, talk about your case. Um, and bringing awareness to it and bringing it to a national level. Uh, can you talk about a little bit of the reaction that that has been, or, and what have you seen as a result of that? Um, of course, you no. Know, dealing with particular that um, event that happened in Florida this past um, summer, um, I was very, very, um, I'm going to say overwhelmed and pleased that, you know, the word is still, still getting out. Because I believe a was it maybe the week before I had a um, editor in chief who's in charge of a magazine. She put my um, put my story in and uh, was in contact with a guy um, Kenyon Farrow who I met at HIV is not a crime. You know he put some word in and had my story put in and you know dealing with you know people that. I also know made a high neck. Oh, well, HIV is not a crime in um, Indianapolis uh, this past summer. Um, they right. of course worked behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, you know, came up with slides and you know came up with different techniques to put it at every workshop and stuff like that. So you know, basically, you know, I'm glad it's, that it's a movement that people are um, paying attention. Attention to it, and um, I'm bringing more awareness because no, no one should be, you know, criminalized because of their, you know, particular health status. Yes, I, I totally agree with you, uh, Sanjay. I want to uh, take a quick break here and uh, play uh, a part of uh, a campaign that I'm a part of, Positively Fearless. Uh, I want to play this little snippet for us here, and we'll be right back uh, with Sanjay Johnson. Hold on for us. Life isn't meant to be perfect. It's meant to be lived. Freely. Boldly. 
fearlessly. It's meant to honor all that we are. Vibrant. Beautiful. Resilient. And HIV positive. Yes. The road can be tough. But it's worth it. We are worth it. And our stories matter. Together, we are redefining what it means to live with HIV. We are accepting ourselves, loving ourselves, and caring for ourselves. Fully and openly. Because making thoughtful choices enables us to live the lives we want to lead. Together, we are facing every challenge and celebrating every success. We are looking toward the future with purpose and promise. And we're showing others what is possible when we, when we, when we are positively fearless. And there you have it. That's a campaign I'm a part of in partner with Jansen. Uh, go to PositivelyFearless.com to watch my story and everybody's story. Uh, Daniel's on there, Guy, uh, Jalab, and uh, Kamaria. They're amazing stories. Go check them out, PositivelyFearless.com. Also on Instagram, follow them at PositivelyFearless. So, again, uh, we are live here with Sanjay Johnson. Are you with us there, Sanjay? Yes. All right. I do have a caller on the line, so let's go ahead and bring the caller on and see uh, who they are. Where are you calling from? Area code 260. Who's this? Hi, this is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Hi, Sanjay. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um do you want me to start, or are you going to ask me questions? Yeah, or how no, we going to do, do, you have, do you have a question or a comment? Um, actually, I have a couple of comments. I got a chance okay. to meet Sanjay at the uh, HIV is Not a Crime um, conference, and a uh, very intelligent, very smart young man. I was, you know, totally impressed with basically how calm and cool he was with all of this brewing in the background that I didn't actually know about right away. And, you know, he still managed to, you know, whatever was bothering him, he was still handling the conference greatly. Um, I also got a chance to start working with uh, Dr. Carrie Foote last year for um, uh, HIV modernization movement, which is the very thing that we're talking about, which is the criminalization of people that are living with HIV. Um, Each state has a different way of handling it, but no state is up to date with with their laws. And uh, Indiana, unfortunately, has at least five, almost six laws that need to be removed off the books totally. And they even understand by doctor's uh, methods and doctor's statements of what causes and what does not, you know, transmit and they will still lean back on their old, you know, attaboy routines to do what they want to do. And so that uh, the message is getting out. It's just not getting out fast enough. But um, it's going to take a lot more work, and unfortunately a lot more work does mean a lot more money, you know. So like I said, we just, we just have to keep doing what we do and 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 just – you know, just be vigilant. We can't let up. We just can't let up. There's there's always something that can be done, and we just have to just 
go for what we know because like i said it it's really really sad when just having an hiv status will get you you know 30 years in jail and i think part of that reason is why i just went public you know about mine so i don't have to worry about you know not telling you because you know if anybody that knows me where i live they know it already you know even though i'm not you know dating or seeing anyone you still already know it now that could cause some backlash too but i'm not worried about that you know so but um i am in sanjay's corner you know 100% 110% you know i have faith in him Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Thanks for calling in, Michelle. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. No problem. Cool, Sanjay, cool. can you tell us? Yeah, great comments. And, and, you know, I even want to reiterate back to even some of what Michelle was saying. You know, even back to this SNL skit last night, it's that kind of stuff, that kind of stigma that, that, we're, that we're faced up against, um, especially when it comes to, like she said, just having an HIV status can put us 30 years in jail based upon someone's accusation. Um, I want to point out, you know, it has been proven that Sanjay was undetectable at the time um, and during this time period in which this accusation uh, comes about. So, so he scientifically cannot, he couldn't have even transmitted the virus to his partner at the time. So that. Like, like Michelle's saying, we just need to get more education. It needs to get pushed out there even more. Sanjay, can you tell us how has this um, accusation, how has it affected your, your life? Um, it has affected my life to where um, basically, um, what can I say, negatively. Of course, it made me very um you know, depressed, you know, d- depressed at times. Well, well, of course, when it first started, I was depressed a lot, of course. Um, still deal with it on and off, but, you know, it was very heavy then, you know, um, anger, you know, you know, whole lot of anger, you know, not just as, you know, the person, but, you know, of course, me learning, you know, you know, getting more information about, you know, uh, being criminalized with HIV, I became angry at that. You no, know, also, you know, I'm like, how someone, you know, can be, you know, criminalized or put in jail, you know, for, you know, their health status, health status, especially when they're not even, you know, transmitting or, you know, have no intent of doing it. And then, you know, of course, I mentioned mad about, you know, how situation that's now, you know, happened three years ago now, three years ago, and how, like, how it got brought back up, and I'm like, wow, just something I can barely remember about, but um, um, it made me have anxiety a lot, very, very badly. Um, um, Of course, you know, unfortunately, you, you know, thoughts of suicide, of course, there hasn't been any act you know, or attempts, but, you know, just the constant thought of, you know, what would be like, what would it be like if I wasn't here, you know, I can't take this, you know, especially during this past summer after the conference, you know, I actually had a court date, you know, to, there was like two hour, they lasted like for two hours, um, and there was like an appeal to get the case dismissed, but, you know, of course, the judge denied it, and, 
Um, and that's when it happened, you know, uh, badly mentally, you know. Of course, I cried after the court date, you know. Uh, I went through it mentally for a good few weeks, a month or two or so. Um, and I, maybe two days later after the court date, I cried again, you know, but it was like like a <laughs> ugly cry, you know, because, you know, to my faith, you know, I was just, you know, praying and crying out, you know, to God that, you know, I'm like, don't allow me to kill myself because it felt like I was leading over to a dark space mentally, you know, mm. because you now I was scared what was going to happen. Of course, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know the future. You know, I was depressed and, you know, I was just really, really you know, out of it. You know, of course, I was functioning basically, but, you know, even then, you know, having trouble with that and especially with my job, you know, um, I'm in need of, you know, having to talk with the therapist, you know, after dealing with this, you know, um, well, while I'm dealing with it because, you know, I don't want it to affect, you know, my performance at my job to where, you know, I don't want to get fired or, you know, you know, because I find displeasure in doing my job because basically I'm up under the stress. I'm not free, you know, it's not behind me. So just, you know, the fact that it's still there, you know, yeah, it's, it's um it's heavy, but I'm bearing it, but you know, I of course I can't bear it alone. You know, I, I've had, you know, my brother in my corner who has been a great support since the beginning. My brother Rashad. Um, of course other people who have you no know, here in the city here in Little Rock and also, you know, people who are not here in the city or in the state, you know, they've been very supportive. You know, my great friend friend Damien. Um and, you know, others, you know, that, you know, that know me, you know, that actually know me, that, that knows my, my spirit, my heart, that, that knows my character, you know, they have been very supportive. So, of course, you know, I can't deal with it alone. I don't want to deal with it alone. <laughs> so, um, and I hope, you, Andre, I hope you know you don't have to deal with it alone, and, and I hope you do know that you have a, an entire HIV community behind you right now, um, fighting for you, um, and we believe in you, mm-hmm. and 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 we want to see this this put behind you, and and see you keep your freedom. Um, in doing that, can Sanjay? Don't um, I know that your defense fund um, could use some help as well. Do you have a, a link for that? Yes, I do have a link. Um, it can be posted on my Facebook page or sent to you guys or anywhere it can be sent to where, you know, yes. Yeah. Can you, can you share it with us real quick? Uh, uh, sure. I actually think it, um, is, there, is there a direct link or is it kind of like a long one, isn't it, Sanjay? No, 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 no. It, it, it's not a, like a long one. It's something I can probably just copy and paste. And um, basically, okay. the website itself, the website itself, I think it's called fundedjustice.com. But, you know, um, I can uh, give the direct link, um, you know, electronically, okay. you know, so where people can see All right, it. Well, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely have that posted on our on Pazayam website, uh, Facebook, and, and on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, it'll be on the little blurb there as well for our listeners to find. Yeah, it's actually uh, actually it's everywhere there now. If you if you're listening to the show now and you see the little uh, underneath uh, the video that's flipping up Sanjay's photos, there is a link there for his defense, and you can always go there his fund, and you can go there and, and donate for the fund. Um, you know, before the show, uh, me and Brady were talking kind of uh, 
about your situation, Sanjay, and how this could, you know, happen to anyone living with HIV and how as a gay man, you know, these are things that we do, you know, you know, or, or not just gay man, people, humans, we have sex, you know, and, and it just happens and they're not mm-hmm. always, you know, people that we know and, and things of that nature and how our world mm-hmm. can be flipped upside down. And I just want to say it's got to be so – it takes a strong person. And, and I have to say you are a very strong person, but sometimes you don't want to believe it. Um, but to have your mugshot put out there and people judge you just based off the crime, just based off what the accusation is and not knowing who Sanjay, Sanjay is, and that's kind of why I wanted you to come on. And Brady wanted you to come here so yeah. people can know who you really are because what you see in headlines is not real. So, you know, we covered a lot of different things about you today, but is there anything that, you know, maybe somebody who is listening and doesn't know who you are, you just want to tell them, this is really who I am? Um, what I would like people to know to know, um, well, for one, um, of course, as you mentioned, I'm strong, even though sometimes, you know, of course, I don't believe it myself. I'm just, I'm just going through the motions and doing the best that I can. But, um, well, for me, I would just like people to know to, of course, if you see something that out there that is presented, you know, in a, in a bad way, you know, probably just think about it, you know, before you automatically judge, you know, um, unfortunately with my case, you know, um, of course not to bring race into it, but, you know, from all the nasty and, you know, um, crazy, you know, comments that I have seen, um, Mm -hmm. unfortunately it was from my own, my own race. And it's ironically that, you know, this, and it's, and it's no, and this issue actually affects us the most, you know, so I think that was kind of ironic. I'm like, well, that's crazy itself. And, um, you know, it actually happened twice, you know, because one time, of course, if I was in jail, but once I got out, I never saw anything, you know, I guess, you know, it was stuff was deleted, but actually it happened early again this year, right? Two days before my birthday. Um, someone has sent me an inbox, you know, someone shared a status that was actually posted last year, I guess, the, 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 around the time when, you know, everything started blowing up and I went to jail and stuff like that. And, you know, that post itself, you know, had like 2,000, over 2,000 shares and people were just posting it and commenting. And I was just like, man, really? I mean, again? <laughs> and this time it's happening right. in front of my face while I'm actually seeing it. You know, and of course that made me very depressed. You know, I, I didn't, of course, didn't enjoy my birthday, of course, but that added on and and what I'm dealing with. You know, just you know, I'm just dealing right now, doing the best that I can. You know, um, just keep keeping myself active. You know, uh, with my wood art and photography. You know, and of course being around good people. You know, good people that will actually support me. You know. You know, and it's just not financially helping me raise my defense um, and for my defense fund. But, you know, just actually just being there, you know, talk to, go out to eat or, you know, just, you know, hanging out. That actually, you know, is therapy for me, you know. Absolutely. You know, having well, Sanjay, to uh, talk uh, with someone. Sanjay, we're, we're about to run out of time. Um, and before we do, okay. first of all, I want to um, pass on some <laughs> – 
knowledge that a good friend of mine, Josh Robbins, you may have heard from him, uh, heard about him from I'm still Josh.com. Uh, when I went through a little bit of stuff here in Nashville recently, uh, he gave me a great piece of advice and said, never read the comments, Brady. And so let me tell you that. Never <laughs> read the comments. People are brutal. Um, but I want to say how much I admire and respect you for, for coming on today, um, for speaking out about your story. I wish we had more time to talk about it mm-hmm. more. Um, and, and, and I know that Robert and I will be talking more about this on, on future shows, and you're welcome to call in and, and talk in then as well. Um, but, uh, so thank you very much, Sanjay. Is there any kind of uh, any last bit of advice or anything you want to say before we, we close out today's show? I would say um, for people, you know, of course, if you're out here having sex, you got to do the responsible thing, the responsible thing, and of course, get tested and educated, you know, because that's, you know, still lacking. I I see that it's still lacking. So to get tested and educated and, you know, um, yeah, get educated for the most part and tested, of course. So that's that's it. (laughs) Right on. There you have it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sanjay. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You too. Thank you. Thank you. And there you have it. And for more information of, on Sanjay's story, you can actually go to thebody.com. They did a great article there. Um, our friends there at The Body uh, do great work, so you can check it out. Actually, that's the, the article that broke it, I think, at USCA, right, Brady? Yeah, the article did come out while, while USCA was going on, so it did, it did you know, kind of help create a buzz. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of these things that, you know, we always talk about disclosure, um, you know, HIV criminalization. And I remember, like, when I was diagnosed and when I found out, and, you know, I kind of think I know who the person was, um, you know, and would I be able to do anything? Would I do something? You know what I mean? At some point, I feel like it falls on myself. I am responsible as human being to be responsible for my own health. And, you know, people have argued back and forth on Facebook about things and, one of them was, um, you know, if you're the one living with disease, you're the one who should be disclosing. And where's the point where maybe you should be asking or maybe you should be assuming that everybody you sleep with has some sort of disease. So then you're always protecting yourself. So I'm sorry, but I feel like the responsibility should not always fall on somebody who's living with the disease, especially now that you equals you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I agree. And I've, I've said millions of times over, you know, I have absolutely – it took me a while. It, it was a process. To, to having no shame about being HIV positive, and mm. thanks to you equals you, I have uh, a liberation, and, and my, I've been given back my humanity. But at the same time, yeah, any at any given point in time, anyone could come up and say that they have had sex with me, and I did not disclose. And the next thing I would know, I would be sitting behind a jail cell trying to prove my innocence. And these mm. laws need to be modernized. They need to be to be updated to reflect not only science but just with public health policy in general so that we can truly help in this epidemic and and it starts from from the ground up right and that's why it's so important that the work that robert subtle and the zero project and sean strube and kamaria you know the work that they do and the work that bruce and carrie do at u equals u and you know the prevention access all that stuff that's so important and i just can't thank them all for for being brave enough to go out there and put their stories out there. And then Sanjay to be burst into the spotlight as an activist, whether he wanted to or not, to fight for his life. And I just feel that, you know, he's one of those heroes, and and he needs to be recognized that he's a strong man and that, you know, we appreciate what he's doing. 
Absolutely. Um, his short his story is, is a powerful one. Um, it's a very pertinent one, uh, and it's one that we need to quit hearing about. It, it's it's stories that 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 we need to end, and uh, we're here to help. That's true. That's true. Well, Brady, another great show. I look forward to next week. So stay tuned. People follow us on Twitter at Podland Radio, and you can find out who we're going to be speaking with next Sunday. Brady, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day too. Thank you, Robert. I will see y'all. Talk to you all next week. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Pause I Am Radio, your dose of hope. Connect with the show at pauseiamradio.com or on social media, and we'll see you next time.